You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. From inside Wing Nuts. Sorry for everybody that was just standing by the speaker in here. 1402 Millersport Highway, the new home of Wing Nuts and the home of Shout a Buffalo Bills football podcast brought to you by Wing Nuts, courtesy of the OG standing right here with me, Ed and Alicia. I got to give them their intro every single time. What's become customary for the live edition of Shout is right here. We get a little story time with Ed and Alicia. And uh, that's not changing. What do you got for us tonight, buddy? Well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you to AJ and Chris and all of our staff and all of the Wingnuts customers. Thank you very, very much. You guys are awesome. So I'd like to tell, take today's story and tell you about how people come into Wingnuts from all over the world. And I'm going to list a bunch of places that is only a partial list because I can't remember the whole list. It's very long, but this is a partial list of where from around the world, people have come to our dining room to eat the wings. We have had China, Beijing, Singapore, Vietnam, Korea, Thailand, Bosnia, Yemen, Guam, Israel, Iraq, Egypt, Lebanon, Bangladesh, Indonesia, Sweden, Switzerland, Austria, Germany, France, Spain, Italy, and we have a repeat customer from London. We've had Africa eight times, Russia five times, Japan three times, all of South America, all the United States, including Hawaii twice, and in 2022, we had Australia three times. So, I again, thank you so much. Go ahead, honey. Just like to let you know, come on in, sign the book. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Matt. Ed and Alicia, give it up for them. Without them, we wouldn't have best chicken wings in Buffalo, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <clears throat> best in the world. Well, it really only matters in Buffalo. So, that's why I kind of say from Buffalo. All right, so... This is the Buffalo Bills football podcast shout brought to you uh, by Wingnuts here. And this is our first episode here at the new home of Wingnuts, Millersport, right across from the Marriott, right across the street from the University of Buffalo. Ryan, we've been waiting for this show for months and months and months. And listen, I gave you the instruction before we started. I said, after they leave, you got to move up a little bit. You're standing all the way back there. We're so excited uh, about being in the new home. And let me tell you, I've talked about it on the show already. I know people are probably rolling their eyes, 
But man, the food selection here, AJ, get up here. The food selection in this place is unbelievable. Uh, we're going to have Stan on uh, a little bit later in the, the show, but this menu is out of control. The pizzas, the roast beef, the chicken sandwich with, oh, by the way, I just ordered. It's off the hook. Man, you've just absolutely crushed it. Appreciate that, guys. Appreciate the support. Everybody from the Shout Podcast from all over the state and even the country coming in to support and eat the wings. We love seeing it, man. It's awesome. We're really trying to create a home here for Buffalo fans. We're uh, previewing Bills versus Patriots, so why don't you kick us off? What do you got? How's this thing going to go tomorrow? 45 nothing. 45 nothing. Yeah, we're going to steamroll them, bro. It's a boat race. I love it. I love it. We're going to talk all about it. AJ, thank you, brother. I appreciate you. All right, so let's get into this game, Ryan, because Bills versus Patriots. Listen, we've been talking about some of the playoff scenarios here over the last couple of weeks, and unfortunately for Bills fans, we've been talking about that for probably more than they wanted to this season. I think the division, you know, we knew it was going to be a challenging road with the Miami Dolphins, what everybody thought the Jets were going to be a better team this year. It's turned into a situation where you get 14 weeks into the season, and it was looking like, Winning the division was a pipe dream at one point, but not anymore. The Bills have to win tomorrow, but once they do, if the Baltimore Ravens take care of business, they're only going to have a chance to, to win the division here in, uh, next week. Yeah, that's just it, Matt. I mean, like you said, we probably didn't anticipate this three, four weeks ago, but the Buffalo Bills have been taking care of their own business. They received a lot of help last week, and now you look at things, and you know the Bills fans could be celebrating the new year with a playoff berth. It just takes the Bills winning tomorrow and then two or three teams winning. You need Carolina to defeat Jacksonville, which, you know, that probably seems like the least likely outcome, but Trevor Lawrence is out in that game. So now you have C.J. Beathard starting for Jacksonville. Even if that game doesn't go Buffalo's way, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals, I think that you like the Chiefs in that matchup. And you have the Seattle Seahawks that are holding on to a playoff spot in the NFC, and they're going to be taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers if they can defeat Pittsburgh, Buffalo clinches a playoff spot tomorrow. It's really amazing to think about the idea that this could be the last time that Bill Belichick walks into Highmark Stadium to coach against the Buffalo Bills. Somebody that over the course of his career has obviously dominated this matchup, but towards the twilight of his career without Tom Brady, it's been a completely different story. Uh, I think it's only four wins since Tom Brady left, maybe five, no, five including this season. What do you think the lasting memory of Bill Belichick is going to be for Bills fans? Because it's been somebody that's been across the way and has dominated this, this, this rivalry. But I think a lot of people at this point are going to remember the new era of Bills fans. You know, Sean McDermott and the Bills getting the better of Bill Belichick. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, part of the Bills fans would probably miss Belichick if this is it because of his drafting history as of late, uh, the free agent additions as of late. This team has not been very good, but... When you do look at the grand scheme of things, this was the head coach that with Tom Brady absolutely dominated the Bills. But like you said, as of late, this has really been working in Buffalo's favor. So it, I think they'd be a little bit upset if this is it for Belichick tomorrow. So a couple weeks ago, week seven, the Bills played the Patriots in New England. I know it's not a fun memory, but they lost to Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. Now they're going to be facing Bailey Zappi, and this is a completely different version of this team. I think it's a defense that finally is vibing into Bill Belichick's identity. They are taking the ball away. They've been, they're being multiple. Their, their blitz package, their pressure package has been really good. Now there's, a, there's one player in particular the, the Patriots aren't going to have tomorrow, 
who was really good in week seven. That's Jabril Peppers. But one player that they will have on the interior is Christian Barmore. And I think we have to start there because you watch him last week against the Denver Broncos. He was an absolute game wrecker. I think he had two sacks. He had three sacks, six, six or seven pressures in that game. You go back to the week seven matchup. He caused havoc in that game. Him and Devin Godshaw, I think, had six pressures in that game against the Buffalo Bills. And a lot of teams have not been able to generate that kind of consistent pressure on the interior. Look at some of the really good defensive tackles the Bills have neutralized this season. So what do you think in your eyes the Bills have to do tomorrow to take him out of this game, Barma, who's playing his best football of the season? Yeah, that's a great question, man. Like you said, he was a force. He really did push around Mitch Morris, uh, Osiris Torrance in that first matchup. I think the Bills need to kind of play to their strengths. And in that first matchup against New England, there were light packages from New England's defense. And the Bills did not run it as much as they should have. They only had about uh, 38% success rate running against the light box. But we have seen a much different run game uh, here in Buffalo since the offensive uh, coaching change. So I I think you need to run the ball with James Cook. You need to run the ball with Josh Allen. You need to kind of Keep those defensive tackles at bay. Run away from them if you have to. But we're at that point in time where, you know, Mitch Morris, as good as he is, he depends on his athleticism more than he does his brute strength. And uh, it's a tough matchup nonetheless against Christian Barmore. You know, one thing that's been talked about quite a bit, talk radio, podcast over the last couple of months is Brandon Bean's draft history. And just overall, some of the maybe the misses that a lot of people have talked about. But I don't think we spend enough time talking about the under the radar home runs that he's hit. And obviously Leonard Floyd, we talked so much about him this season. The first def- or the, the first player for the Bills since 2017 to have over 10 sacks in a season. Lorenzo Alexander's in town. I think it's fitting. Uh Lorenzo or Leonard Floyd with two tomorrow could tie uh Lorenzo Alexander's sack uh record 12 and a half the last time it was done. But the guy that we don't talk enough about is Connor McGovern. And it's easy because on the offensive line, it's not the sexiest of positions, but he has been as important a piece that they changed from last season as anybody on this roster. I went and I took a look at some of the high-profile free agent signings last year, right? We talked on Shout week in and week out about Ben Powers. We were both high on potentially that signing. Well, you know what? It hasn't gone well for Ben Powers in Denver this season. He's given up three sacks on the year and – 27 pressures, according to Pro Football Focus. Check this out. Connor McGovern coming in for Roger Saffold, who gave up 45 pressures last season. Connor McGovern's only given up 15 and one sack. And and McGovern's really coming into his own, Matt, the last few weeks. You know, when the Bills signed him in free agency, you knew that he was really stout in terms of pass protection. But he's also improved quite a bit here under Aaron Cromer and run blocking as well. So to see him take his game to that next level... That's big for this uh, offensive line, a, a unit that really has done a nice job protecting Josh Allen and a unit that has also done a really good job in terms of opening up lanes for James Cook and company. You have a little bit more bass in your voice, so i got to do a little bit more work on the uh, soundboard there while you're talking. Um, but here's the thing. This is a really important game tomorrow, right? Like I think it's one of those – I don't want to necessarily say a trap game, but it's one of those ones where if you don't come into this game, as we saw a couple weeks ago in New England – you can be in a really bad spot because the Bills could get in the playoffs 10 wins. But they need this one, which I think sets up a, a, a path to a crazy scenario here. And I don't want to steal any thunder here. I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the show. But I tweeted it uh, two days ago. 
there's a scenario where we could get to the end of week 18 and the Bills are sitting there in the number two seed in the AFC, which is crazy to think about where things were a couple weeks ago. I think they're excited about it. Let me spin this around here real quick. New England. Uh, Donald Kincaid had something like seven or eight catches in that matchup. I think that's another focus for this team, getting the ball to Kincaid, who has not had a big role in this offense the past few weeks. Stefan Diggs, you want to get him going a little bit into the playoffs, but if you're Josh Allen, if you're this coaching staff, you want him to get the ball out quickly to really kind of take advantage of some of the mismatches on this defense. Yeah, and to me, it's it's been a frustrating go for Stefan Diggs the last eight or nine weeks. And I talked to him at his locker on Thursday, and I asked him to chat about that and chat about the game. And he declined. He said he didn't want to talk to the media. There was an article written about him a couple weeks ago that I don't think he was super happy about. Um, and he said, we'll talk back in the playoffs. But, you know, I think about the frustrations that he's kind of gone through and what teams try to do to take him out of the game. I feel like that's only going to last for so long. I feel like you can only hold Stefan Diggs down for so long. And this is a team that even at the height of its powers defensively, a couple of years ago, remember Stefan Gilmore uh, on that night game? I know it was John Brown that went off. But since Stefan Diggs got here in 2020, he's found a way to make plays against this team. And I think they're going to need him to make plays tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And he's still been consistently getting close to double digit targets, Matt. And I think that will still be the game plan tomorrow. But it's been night and day, the first five weeks of the season, over 100 yards, a lot of receptions. Uh, the targets, though, have been down slightly, but the receptions have really taken a hit. About five and a half receptions over the past few weeks. There is time. This is one of those matchups where, yes, Belichick tries to take your best weapon away. But if he's been watching this team over the past few weeks, I would argue that James Cook has been the best weapon for them. So maybe they give a different look as well in this matchup. Yeah, if you're watching at home, thank you so much. We are inside Wing Nuts, 1402 Millersport Highway. Hit that like button on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel as well. We really appreciate that. You know, I look at this, this defense without Jabril Peppers. Like, I, I think that that deep part of the field with a, a new safety in there, somebody that they ask a lot of in Peppers, not only as in, in coverage, but in terms of their pressure package, the Bills are going to have some opportunities to stretch the field a little bit. We saw last week Gabe Davis, and if you're watching Shout, we predict these things on this show. I thought this was a matchup that they could really get him involved. I'm wondering if this isn't finally the game. After all of these weeks that we've been talking about Deontay Hardy and some of the underwhelming production, listen, a lot of times he's not getting on the field, but I think Joe Brady is now in his bag. He's spinning through the options that he has at his disposal. I think Hardy against Miles Bryant, go back a couple seasons ago, who was the guy that really torched Bryant in that one game? It was Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. I thought that Hardy was the natural person to fit into that role. Maybe they can get him going. I'd up his snap count and see if you can't get him a couple targets in this game tomorrow. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, but I would also argue Khalil Shakir in that role because 
he has that sneaky speed that people do not talk about. And he's made some big catches over the, the year for this Bills team. He's earned the trust uh, of the offensive coaches, Josh Allen and company. Uh, I could see this being a Khalil Shakir game. No matter how it goes, though, I, I do like this match. But you already mentioned Jabril Peppers being out, Matt. Kyle Duggar was even downgraded to questionable with an illness. So they are really hurting on the back end of this defense. So I could see Josh Allen being in line for a big game. Let's switch things up. Let's talk about uh, the Bills' defense because, you know, I went back and, you know, looked at some of the numbers from that first matchup, and I'm going up and down the, the stat column, and I texted you about it. Ed Oliver, that's the only game he didn't play in that game. I'd argue that he's been the Bills' best defensive player over the last eight weeks, and having him back tomorrow is absolutely massive, but he's not going to be alone. Daquan Jones also is returning to the mix. So on the interior of this – People are excited. People are waiting for Daquan Jones. By the way, follow him on social media. He is a great follow. He's got a lot of fire takes while he's been sitting on the couch. But getting those two guys back in the middle, Bailey Zappi, when I feel like things broke down for him against Denver last week, and I did a good job mitigating some of that pressure. This is a different animal with this Bills defensive line. You know, Floyd on the outside, Epinesa questionable. We'll see if he returns. But Greg Rousseau, who I feel like has been so good, and I look at him to neutralize things when it comes to the running game and Ezekiel Elliott. But on the interior with Oliver, Tim Settle, who we're going to talk about in the middle, in a minute, the middle has been really good for the Bills. Middle has been really good for the Bills. And, you know, credit to Bailey Zappi. I thought that his footwork was really good last week against the Denver Broncos in terms of navigating the pocket, stepping up when he had to. But if you have Leonard Floyd crashing from one side, you have A.J. Epinesser, Greg Rousseau also getting pressure. When he tries to move up on the inside, you have Ed Oliver, like you said, who has arguably been their best defensive lineman. Uh, you have Daquan Jones coming back. You have Tim Settle, who the past four or five weeks has really come on into his own right. I like this matchup for the Bills. I like the pressure that they can generate. If you can make Bailey Zappi a little bit nervous, he's going to air a few throws up, and that could lead to a few turnovers for the Bills' defense. I mean, the last three games for Tim Settle, 82.4. These are PFF grades. 82.4 against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Against Dallas, 71.8, 82.5 against the Chargers. Those are three Bills wins. And without Jordan Phillips, without Daquan Jones, they've been starving for somebody on the interior other than Ed Oliver to step up. And I feel like Settle has done that. Now we look at this game tomorrow. How do you feel like the Bills kind of spread things out? Because I don't think they're going to want to put too much on Jones's plate in his first game back. You're probably looking at maybe 20 snaps in this game for him. And he's a guy that's They've really leaned on from a snap percentage, but they don't need to do that. Ed Oliver's carrying that load. Settles now in there as well. You're probably going to see Puna Ford, who had a really good game last week. How do you think this all shakes out? Well, I think you do have to slow play Daquan Jones, but don't forget about Linval Joseph either. I think you want that bigger presence on the inside. Uh, New England's going to probably try to test that run defense early on. And, you know, they put Ramondre Stevenson on the IR this week. Nothing that wasn't unexpected, but it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott, who is their more physical back. So, you're going to need that big body in the middle for this Bills defense. So I think Linval Joseph will have a little bit of a say in there. Tim Settle, like you mentioned, playing his best football as of late. But Daquan Jones, I mean, you go back to the first four games of the season before he injured himself in, in week five with the torn pectoral. He was arguably, besides Matt Milano, their best defensive player. So this is huge getting him back, even if they're going to slow play it possibly tomorrow. Patriots have a trio of wide receivers who – kind of sneaky are playing really good football right now. Devontae Parker, who I feel like has always been a little bit overpaid and a little bit like overhyped, 
Uh, he came over on a free agent contract to the Patriots. It hasn't really lived up to things, but he made a couple big-time catches last week. And if you let him in one-on-one -on -one coverage, he can affect the game. Taiwan uh, Thornton, who has been really good for them. Um, and actually, no, Demario Douglas, who's been really good for them. And then they have Taekwon Thornton, who is also another speedy guy into the mix. From a coverage perspective, um, you know, you, you have Christian Benford, Rasul Douglas, who have kind of nailed down those starting cornerback slots. Micah Hyde could be back this week. We'll see how that goes. I'm also interested to see when Hyde is ready to go, how much do they lean on him and go to him? Because Taylor Rapp's played pretty well for them, especially the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and, and Cam Lewis, too, to a certain extent, has played pretty well at the safety position. But, you know, Douglas is the one of those three receivers that you mentioned, Matt, that I would worry about the most. Uh, he has a good rapport with Bailey Zappi, probably from being on the scout team together, practicing coming up. They do seem to have really good chemistry with one another. So that's the matchup. That's the player that I'm really keeping an eye on. But uh, I think this could be a Rasul Douglas game. Rasul Douglas is that aggressive cornerback. Uh, he is trying to jump routes, get the interceptions. And against an inexperienced quarterback like Bailey Zappi, this could lead to good things for the for the uh, cornerback number one for the Bills. You got a lot of kids in the house tonight. Let me hear it from the kids. Let me hear from the there we go. All right, let me hear it from the kids. There's more than one kid. Let me hear. It. Oh man, I will say that's pretty. What's your? All right, Easton is bringing absolute fire in here tonight. That's pretty impressive. I asked for all the kids, but Easton carried the load for everybody, so I appreciate that. All right, it's prediction time. So we're gonna do a little segment here at the end. Uh, I, I asked for people, and a couple people already sent in their uh, questions and what they wanted to talk about. But I'm going to invite in a minute here any fan that wants to come up one at, uh, one at a time, rapid fire style. I want your hottest take. I want your boldest prediction. We'll talk a little Bills one on one, one on two with you. But we got to get our predictions first. Bills versus Patriots tomorrow at 1 p.m. Man, 1 p.m. What a beautiful day. Oh, we got a New England Patriots fan in the house here. All right. Um, Listen, I, I respect that energy to come into at All right, there it is. All right, comic relief. I appreciate that. All right, prediction time. What do you got, Bills Pass? Yeah, I have the Bills winning this one, 31-13. Uh, the, the offense gets right in this matchup. They get back to James Cook. He protects the football. Josh Allen is Josh Allen. He runs for a score. He throws for one or two. Really puts himself into that top-tier contention as well for the MVP talks. Yeah, I went a little bit uh, on the lower end just because I think that the New England Patriots defense is playing so well right now. Peppers being out might have changed things, but I, as everybody knows, I give out my pick for this for the game early in the week. I got the Bills winning 28-13. to 13. And listen, we talked about it already on the show. The Bills front against this New England Patriots offensive line, which is not as good as in previous years, that's going to break down on the road in Orchard Park, Highmark Stadium. That place is going to be absolutely insane tomorrow. The weather is going to be really nice. You're not going to be dealing with any rain. I was like, you know, I was looking at the, uh, the weather report earlier in the week, and I'm like, man, please don't let it be raining, okay? Let it be snowing, but don't let it be raining. I think we're in the clear. So Bills 28, Patriots 13, I think they get it done. Yeah, and, you know, there's going to be some Bills fans scoreboard watching as well, Matt, with that Baltimore-Miami game taking place at 1 p.m. All eyes on that in terms of the Bills potentially buying for the AFC East next week. All right, we're going to go to the fan segment of the night. We're going to bring up David first. He gets first dibs. Get on up here, David. So there's a lot of pay. All right, let's bring the Patriots fan in here. For David, you're up next, though. Come on up. Come on in. Come on in. So what's your name? My name is Michael. 
So first things first, do you have any chicken wings yet? Not yeah, I'm waiting on a table, but you know, there's a lot of people here. I'm patient. It'll, it'll take time. Is this your first time having a buffalo chicken wing? First time at Wing Nuts, I'll tell you that. All right. Have you had buffalo chicken wings before? Yes, of course. Okay, so you're about to have the best. So I want you to get ready for that. Okay. They're absolutely delicious. What kind did you order? Um, I've been told that I need to go with like the signature sauce here. Yeah. The signature sauce. Listen, everybody who asks me always said when I tell them, get the wing nuts mild, they're like, oh, I don't want mild. I look a little hot sauce. Listen, you're not being worried about it. There's a little kick to it, but even still, the flavor is next level. Yeah. All right, you got a take here? You're going to drop on it? Yeah, I do have a take. All right, so I'm not going to come into Bill's Mafia. Disrespect, you guys. The Patriots are going to lose tomorrow, but we're going to find a way to win the next game and lose our draft pick. Like, classic Patriots shit, you know? So that's my hot take. The Patriots find a way to lose a midseason and somehow don't even end up with the top five draft pick. I think everybody's going to appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. That's great stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. All right, David, get in here. All right, so great stuff. Uh, very respectful. Listen, I've been in Boston. I've covered a lot of Patriots games. That's not always the experience, okay? So be, be thankful for that. All right, so David here is in town from Illinois, Peoria. Uh, he is a proud member of the Shout Buffalo Bills insider text line. And he brought us swag today. So not only did he bring us T-shirts, he designed what I believe is our new logo. If you could check it out, it is the basically like the setup for our live shows. It is absolutely electric. Uh, I've never looked this good. And I really appreciate this design. David, thank you so much. And man. I got to say, it was a student of mine that did the design. It was collaborative. Effort. Oh, so okay. Let's give me. a shout out to them. So Kelly did a great job. So I got to tell you before we continue. This is a rule. You got to eat the mic. You know what that means? Oh, oh, that's got to be okay, real okay. close. Okay, that okay. a boy. So, Mike, it's it's not a take; it's a question. So, AJ Epineza, what do we need to do to retain him beyond Ooh. this year, or who do we have to trade in order for us to have cap space in order to retain him? So, that's a question I have for you both. That's a great question. I wish you would have sent it to us ahead of time. Did you? <laughs> I didn't. You didn't. So you're putting us on the spot here. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Thank you. Let's give it up to David. We're going to talk about this right now. So before we talk about the details of this, I want to, I wonder what you think AJ Epinesa's value is on the open market. If he does hit free agency, because right now, if you look at him in terms of what he means to the bills, I think you can make an argument that might mean more to what he means in whatever the class looks like in terms of top edge rushers in the 2024 class. Yeah, that, that's a great talking point there, Matt. I think Epinesa has really come on and developed the way the Bills envision. It might have taken a year or two longer than what they had hoped for, but he has been great. Even when he's not getting to the quarterback, he's getting his hands up, he's batting passes, creating opportunities for interceptions. When I think of his contract, I do wonder if it's something like when Shaq Lawson went off a few years ago, and it's like in that three-year, $30 million range. Salary cap's gone up since that point, so it's not as steep of a price as it was a few years ago uh, when Lawson left in free agency and signed that deal. So I'm looking somewhere in that range. The way that Brandon Bean as well can you know, structure this, it could be a lower cap hit in year one, heavier cap hits in year two and three. And then there's also some contracts that I think the Bills could obviously get out of this year. Uh, Trey White being first and foremost, unfortunately, with the lower leg injuries not being able to come back into form. So there are going to be some guys that they're going to cut ties with that will free up some money in its own right, and, and sometimes that's how it's going to work out. Yeah, there's some interesting names. Now, obviously, all of these guys aren't going to hit the open market. I'm sure some of them will resign. 
franchise tag is in there. Leonard Williams uh, from Seattle, Daniil Hunter from Minnesota. Even Carl Lawson is a guy that, while he hasn't had a, la a good last couple of years, he could kind of generate some, some buzz as well. I think you can make an argument that Leonard Floyd might be more of a one-year, like you could stomach the price point kind of deal as opposed to a Shaq Lawson SDL for Epinesa. Because while the production has been good and I think he's really well-liked in the room, I don't know if there's the cap room to fire off a three-year, $30 million deal for AJ Epinesa, a former second-round pick when you maybe could get a day-two pick in the draft here in a couple months and maybe like restart the clock with a new player. And that's a fair point because with, you know, Floyd, it's probably gonna be a one-year deal, probably more than what he earned this year, which was about six and a half million, yes. somewhere like that. So maybe eight, nine million based on the production uh, versus the age. And the bills right now, I believe have 10 draft picks. Mm -hmm. uh, that's including the third that they're anticipating getting from the Tremaine Edmonds compensatory pick. So they could bundle some of those day three picks, move back into day two or move up on early on in day three and, uh, grab some of those players. So I, I could certainly see that working out for the Bills. And, and that's a valid point because you can't pay everyone. We're already starting to learn that. Uh, they're going to have to probably revamp their defensive tackle room, their safety room. So can they afford another pass rusher? That's going to be, you know, time will tell. All right, let's go to the next question. I got Michael standing out in the distance here. One of our regulars. Come on in, Michael. Let's give it up for Michael Partham in the house. Oh, gee, what's up, buddy? How you guys doing? We're good. How finally, are you? It's finally nice to finally be here and get this place opened up. It's beautiful, right? Yeah. It's everything we talked about. What's that? Yeah. It's everything we talked about for weeks, it's lot, right? It's a lot more packed than I expected, but I, I know. guess the this word is, about uh, wingnuts got out this pretty is, quickly. Uh, this is really awesome. What do you got for us? Well, I got bad news and good news. The bad news is I don't think the Bills are going to do quite as well as you guys are predicting tomorrow. Ooh, okay. The good news is I think they're still going to win. Okay, all right. I'm predicting right. more of a 24-21 type of game. Wow. I, it feels like the Bills just keep playing down to the competition like we saw with the Chargers last week. I know there was a lot of weird circumstances going into that game. Short week for the Bills, long week for the Chargers, new head interim head coach, players playing up for that guy, et cetera, et cetera. But they still pulled it out, and it wasn't something that you would expect from the Bills in the middle of the season this year where they would play down to the competition and possibly blow the game or shoot themselves in the foot perpetually. But I do think the Bills are going to win, however close it's going to be. I think the Ravens are going to handle the Dolphins, unlike the fraud boys last week, the perpetual <laughs> paper tigers of December. And Josh Allen always has the Dolphins number no matter the circumstances. So the next week is going to be for the AFC East. And I expect the Josh Allen to light him up, unless we're playing on the surface of the sun, like certain other games that we could recall. <laughs> Josh Allen always has the Dolphins numbers, so I think it's going to be AFC's championship for the Buffalo Bills this year. Let's give it up for Michael, man. Great takes, man. Good stuff. Thanks, buddy. All right, let's get uh, the wing-eating champion of the world in here, Big Stan Bundy. Get in here, buddy. Get in the middle. All right, so before we get to your take, what did you eat tonight? Give us the give us the menu. You got to eat that microphone, buddy. You got to get it up close. All right. I, I had uh, the the specialty wings. They weren't tangy talbots, but they were uh, Cajun honey uh, mustard. Good wings. And, I like that. Uh, and a steak nuts pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah. What would you think about that? It was really good. It's it's nice in this location that they we can get the pizza now. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm a fan. So, the tangy talbots, for those that don't know, were a creation. Uh, for Ryan Talbot, what are those wings? And you've requested them several times, and I think you got some last yeah. time you were a frog. Yes, uh, they're, they're just delicious. They, they've got the tang and they got a little spice, they, they, they just got everything you want in a bite okay. of a wing. Nice, yeah. All right, what do you got for us? Give us the take. 
Okay, this this take, I, I, I agree with what I'm hearing tonight, but nobody's thinking as far ahead as I am, and I don't expect the Bills to look this far ahead. This is for me. I see the uh, Baltimore beating Miami this week, and if that happens, the way the Bills are playing and peaking at the right time, I predict that the Bills will be hosting the AFC Championship game against the Cleveland Browns at home Whoa. playing for the Super Bowl. Cleveland Browns. Yes. All right, so – couple things here we got to unpack this i like that take i got a little bit rowdy on on social media there and i don't know if you saw my tweet but i think joe flacco's coming for the ravens yes i think that to me is the storyline that i am living and breathing for right now i want to see the cleveland browns which i think bills fans are a little bit like simpatico with cleveland fans right kind of in yeah. the same bucket going on the road to baltimore yep Beating his former team, knocking yep. them out of the playoffs when they're right now the a lot of teams, a lot of people's Super Bowl favorite. Yep. No, I can see that happening. The the defense of the the Browns is a good matchup against the Ravens, and you got that Flacco factor. So, I love it. Great yep. stuff. Thank you. All right, let's get you. Let's get somebody else in here. Thank you. Go enjoy some more of those wings. Come on in. What do you think about that take before we bring in Easton? Yeah, and listen, I actually really like that take. Uh, Cleveland's defense is playing lights out right now. We've seen Amari Cooper and his rapport already with Joe Flacco when he's been out there. Uh, that's just a really good team overall. You won the Super Bowl championship? Hey, congrats. Grove City? All right, let's give it up for Grove City in the house right here. Let's go. What position do you play? Quarterback. You play quarterback? How many touchdowns did you throw? Uh, four? Four in the championship game? Not in the, not in the championship. I threw four all season. All right. Well, that's yeah. big time. That's big time. And you guys won the chip. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. All right. What do you got for us? I think the Bills are going to hold overall 150 yards from the, from the Patriots offense and then 100 yards from, 100 yards from their, their rushing under. So total 250 yards from the Patriots. How many points did they score? I'll give them seven. Seven points for the Patriots. All right. What do you think for the playoffs? What's your prediction for the season? We will make it to the AFC Championship. Is that it? Is that the end of the line for them? We'll make the Super Bowl. I don't know about that, though. Okay. Let's give it up to Easton, man. Great stuff, buddy. Congratulations. That's awesome. All right. Anybody else who wants to come up, why don't you line up over here? Let's go to Peter, though, next. Is Peter in the house? Where's he, Where is. he at? All right. Let's bring him up. Our former intern is in town. Just graduated, or we're going to graduate in a couple months? Just graduated. Freshly gra graduated from Providence. Congratulations, brother. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So hit us with your hottest take. What do you, what do you think what do you think's going on with this team? What, what, what do you, what's your outlook? Um, I don't know if it's hot anymore, but I guess when they were six and six, it was hot. But I think obviously, I think the Bills win tomorrow. I think Baltimore beats Miami, and then I think the Bills get the two seed. Get the two seed. Yeah, get the two seed. And then what happens in the playoffs? I don't know. I like the I like their chances of hosting the playoff uh, playoff game. Obviously, a wild card. The only team that kind of I guess quote unquote scares me in the AFC is Baltimore. Okay. At the moment, I think the AFC is really wide open. Like it's a type of year where some team gets hot. Like the Bills are currently hot a little. So is Cleveland. So is Baltimore. But and you kind of make a run. Like maybe a wild card team even makes a run. Ryan, I think we got to talk about this. This is actually a good topic. Maybe we want to do it in a in a larger format for a show coming up. But what is the team? And it doesn't just have to be the AFC that scares you if you're a Bills fan. 
Because for me, the Ravens don't fall into that category. Like, I think Sean McDermott has done such a good job against Lamar Jackson over the course of his career. I know it's different. Uh, I know that Todd Monken is now the offensive coordinator, and they've had all this success. But I think in the playoffs, with a young receiver like Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr., who obviously uh, has had uh, his moments this season, I don't know. I, I like the Bills, even on the road, in that matchup against the Ravens. Yeah, no, listen, the Ravens have talent, but like you mentioned before, when it comes to containing Lamar Jackson, keeping him in the pocket, Sean McDermott has really done a good job of that. Really, when you look at all the teams, I mean, it would have to be the Super Bowl, but I don't necessarily like the matchup with the 49ers. Okay. Christian McCaffrey, uh, Debo Samuel. I know that you can get to Brock Tur uh, Purdy. You can get those uh, hands-on-the-passes interceptions like we saw last week with the Ravens, but that's a, a team that also has really good defense as well. Um, let everybody know where they can find your podcast. Oh, yeah, you can find my podcast, Talking Sports Podcast, on YouTube. We do all sports. We do a little bills. Obviously, you can follow me on Twitter at DBS Peter. Big Pete, thanks, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate you. you coming out. <laughs> all right, I think we're I think we're gonna have to roll the camera down here for our next ones. Come on out here, boys. So I got to give everybody a little background. Listen, I'm surprised they're here today. They had a doubleheader yesterday. Uh, the Central Amherst Tigers went on the road in the uh, Winter Classic over at the Gronk facility. Didn't get any dubs. But listen, a lot of big plays, a lot of big-time plays, big-time players. I appreciate your effort. Lucas and Griffin, what's up, boys? What's up? What's up? You got any hot takes on the Bills? Uh, I expect them to, to get to the playoffs and make it pretty far. How far? Super Bowl. Super Bowl? Who are they going to play in the Super Bowl? Uh... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Go with the 49ers. I think that's the best guess. All right. You got any takes? No. <laughs> so I usually ask Lucas what he wants to do when he gets older, and he's like, I want to talk about the bills. And I said, no, you don't. I said, you want to be a doctor <laughs> or a scientist. I never say that's that. That's right. All right. All right, let's give it up for Luke and Griffin. Good job, boys. All right, do we got everybody else before we get out of here? Get on up here, Carrie. All right, so we got the man, the myth, the legend here, Carrie Byer. Everybody knows who Carrie Byer is if you listen to Shot of Buffalo Bills football podcast. Hey, you bring camera back there. Yeah, the man from the Litro Law Group, one of the official sponsors of the Shout podcast. And I hate to admit it, a fantasy football champion once again. Once again, the four-time champion of a league you've been in for 11 years how many times have i won that league? zero times okay <laughs> so a little background here i'm really mad that you came out tonight um because we have to talk about this that's number one uh because number two the second best looking person on this podcast that's number one but number two is we started this we went to university of buffalo together uh we started the league right after i graduated um no, no, after you graduated, I still had another year or two left. You did. You were the uh, editor-in-chief of the Spectrum. Yes, I was a super senior. Um, when we got into the league, I think I talked a lot of crap. Um, no, that's a, that doesn't sound like you. Okay. And I've gone on 11 years to never win the championship once. But I will say this. In the Buffalo Bills Media League, I'm already a one-time champion. I'm, I'm playing for the championship this week. So... So you're welcome. I taught you everything that you know. All right, that's fair. 
Um, all right, so the Bills play against the Patriots tomorrow, and then obviously the Dolphins in two weeks. What do you got? What do you think? I think it's two wins. I, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that the Bills are going to run the table on the rest of the season. The Baltimore Ravens are going to beat the Dolphins. Okay. We're going to take the number two seed. We're going to take the division. And then we're going all the way to the Super Bowl. That There's no doubt in my mind. Wow, Kerry's coming on here. He's throwing it down. Listen, I appreciate that. Of course. And I also like the beard. Oh, thank you. This is my playoff beard. I've had it growing since the Philadelphia game. Okay. It's about as, uh, so we're almost there. It's a full-on Patty Kane. That's okay. what I've been calling it. All right. Very nice. All right. Let's give it up for Kerry. Thank you. All right. How long have we been going here? Ooh, 40 minutes. All right. That's going to do it. He's Ryan. I'm Matt. This has been the Shout Buffalo Bills football podcast from Wingnuts, the new location in Amherst, 1402 Millersport Highway. Get out here ASAP. I got a chicken sandwich waiting for me. I'm about to absolutely tear it up. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Quick turnaround time. Bills, Patriots, we'll be live after the game. Take care, everybody.